0: Listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast by Dr. T. Michael W. Halcomb, Dr. Frederick J. Long, Dr. Mario Melendez, Dr. Jennifer Noonan, and J. M. Smith. Welcome and enjoy. Shalom and welcome to this week's SLA Insight. My name is Dr. Jennifer Noonan and we're continuing and wrapping up our discussion of language proficiency this week. I've been talking about how language proficiency uh, includes implicit language knowledge, explicit language knowledge, and automaticity. And we've been working through the different general teaching approaches That will promote each of those. So, for implicit language knowledge, that is the unconscious knowledge that you have that you use of the language, uh, meaning focused instruction tends to be best at promoting that aspect of proficiency. For explicit language knowledge, form focused instruction tends to be best at promoting that. So, what about automaticity? The last aspect what instructional approaches best promote automaticity? Um, in order to take a look at this, we need to think about language in terms of it being a skill. It's a skill-based type of uh, knowledge. And so it's in the lines of learning a musical instrument or playing a sport or developing skills in knitting or woodworking. And so with those, you understand the significance of Practice, which is really just the repetition of an action to develop that skill. And since language is a skill, it needs to be developed by means of practice. Theoretical knowledge does not ultimately get you there, although it can help. So, if we think of the example of, say, riding a bicycle, you can read about bikes and bike riding, um, but until you actually get on a bike and practice, you're not going to develop that skill. So, we're looking at in terms of teaching approaches, what best promotes automaticity is practice. It's repetition, controlled practice. And we've talked about in the past, in past episode, how um, automaticity is not just quick response. It's automatic, how it got its name, in that you're switching from processing by algorithm to processing by instance. So an example, I used earlier was multiplication. If you start learning your multiplication facts by repeated addition, you're doing it by algorithm. But after a while, you've run into this particular factor, say six times eight, enough times you don't have to do the repeated addition. You just know because you have enough instances built up that this is what it is. So we're talking multiple exposures, multiple experiences to develop automaticity. And as my uh, piano teacher in college would say, practice makes, and you're about to say perfect, right? No, practice makes permanence. And so the more you do it, the more it sticks with you. If you practice wrongly, it's not going to make perfect. If you practice it right, it will make perfect. But ultimately, the repeated practice will ingrain that skill into your brain so that it's permanent. So practice makes permanence. The downside, of course, is that practice takes time. You can't just Google it on your phone. It can be boring. It can be tedious. So those are some of the downsides. But another downside, and we want to look at this from an SLA perspective, um, comes from Bill Van Patten, um, a prominent researcher in SLA. He says, simple repetition develops the ability to perform a particular task quickly. If the task varies, the ability slows down or disappears. So I wanna take this and look at it from the perspective of, uh, by analogy, learning to play basketball. So if you do simple repetition, that is, for example, you just practice free throws, you will get very good at free throws. That simple repetition is gonna develop your skill in free throws. But if you change that skill, and this is what Van Patten's getting at, if you change that skill, now you're doing layups, there's going to be very minimal overlap, and the skill's going to disappear. And it's really going to disappear if you suddenly change to something significantly different, like dribbling or passing. Okay, So simple repetition is going to give you that simple skill. And so if we take that then into, into the the realm of language learning if you learn language strictly by rote memorization you for example have learned that when someone comes to you and says hi how are you you can respond with i'm fine how are you that's controlled practice simple repetition but what happens if somebody comes to you and says hi where are my keys You can't just do a simple, I'm fine, how are you? That's not going to work. It's much more complex than that. So if we go back to our example of basketball, um, there are fundamentals, and it is important to do some drills. You drill the basic skills. You drill dribbling. You drill passing. You drill shooting. You drill layups. You drill all these things, but you still aren't going to be able to play the game until you play the game. In other words, there are issues of strategy. There are issues of thinking on your feet. There are issues of running plays. There are issues of learning different defensive methods, depending on who you're defending. And all of those things have to come into play. And those higher order skills also have to be practiced. Because even though in basketball and in language, you have a limited number of fundamentals, every single game is going to be unique. There's an infinite number of ways you can combine those fundamentals to create a basketball game or in language to create a conversation. And so you can learn the fundamentals and you should learn the fundamentals. But if you just do the simple rote practice, you're never going to be able to play the game. You've got to have the exposure and the experience of getting in there, thinking on your feet, and doing it, um, not knowing who or what's going to be coming at you from the other team. So what I'm trying to get at here is that rote memorization and simple drill practice have a place But ultimately, we're going to come back to meaning-focused instruction, which is what we talked about for implicit language knowledge. You need to be in the game. You need to be practicing that skill. You need to be doing it in a context where you don't know what's coming at you, and you've got to be able to think on your feet, and you've got to be able to jump in, um, fix things if they don't go right, make adjustments and work it so that you get your meaning across or so that you understand the meaning coming at you. Um, But like with basketball, we're not saying you jump in NBA finals, okay? You start small. You start with a game of pig. You start with a game of horse. You start with one on one, two on two, and you start developing the strategies. You start working the angles, and eventually you're able to get up to a real game. And the same with meaning focused instruction, developing automaticity in the easy places and work your way up to where it gets more complicated. And so what we're talking about is repetition repetition to develop automaticity but not just for the simple fundamentals repetition in the context of meaningful communication that will get you much further than that simple repetition or controlled practice so for to sum up for learning or developing automaticity in your language proficiency, you need repetition, you need practice, and you need controlled practice for the fundamentals, but you need more than that, meaning-based instruction. You need to practice in the context of communication. That kind of repetition will get you much further and allow you much greater flexibility with your communication, both understanding and producing the language. So it takes time, it takes repetition, but it takes repetition in the context of meaningful communication. So a final review for this section, we've been talking about language proficiency, what makes you good at a language and how to get there in broad terms, general terms. And there are three elements, implicit language knowledge, explicit language knowledge, and automaticity. For implicit language knowledge to develop that, we're talking meaning-based, meaning-focused instruction. In other words, using the language in communication, whether that's speaking, listening, reading, writing, using the language to develop implicit language knowledge. To develop explicit language knowledge, we're going to use form-focused instruction, which is focused on getting your grammar precise, correct. And then finally, for automaticity, to develop that quick automatic ballistic processing that you can't stop yourself from doing. It takes practice, repetition, and not just simple repetition, but repetition in the context of meaningful communication. So this has been your Language SLA Insight for this week. Um, I hope you have a great week. Interested in growing your ancient language skills, but not sure where to start? Glow's House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glossa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glossahouse.com today. Glossa House Language Resources for the Global Community.